sports fans and welcome to the Hitzer Fireplaces and Outdoor Patio Solutions Sports Weekly and uh, we got a special treat for you tonight. We are in the conference room down below the studio and uh, along with me is Rex Brewer and David Nathan on the board and uh, helping us out and also we think uh, Steve upstairs and uh, we have some special guests who will be coming our way tonight. We've invited all six of the football coaches from uh, Adams Wells counties and uh, but we're going to kick off our show with the Adams Woodcrest Week in Review and taking a look at some scores from Thursday, October 17th. Uh, volleyball sectional at Belmont. It was Belmont 3, Noahwell 0 with uh, excuse me, set scores of 25-13, to 25-7, and 25-18. And Muncie Burris beat Jay County 3-0 to zero at Bluffton. It was Adams Central 3, Bluffton 2, and the first set it was 22-25, second set it was 19-25, the third set it was 25-17, 25-13, and 15-10. So Bluffton won the first two sets in that match, and then Adam Central won three in a row. In uh, the second match at Bluffton that night, it was South Adams 3, Whitco 0. It was 25-13, 25-12, and 25-16. Uh, Friday night, October 18th, in the ACAC action, it was Bluffton 7 uh, over Lakeland with two points. Heritage, uh, 21 points to Jay County's 46. South Adams, 49. Southern Wells, 15. Adams Central, 42. Woodland, 14. In the NE8, it was East Noble, 56. Belmont, 7. It was New Haven, 35. Huntington North, 7. Leo 42, DeKalb 19, and Norwell scored 14 points, and Columbia City beat them by three with 17. In the SAC, it was Bishop Dwenger 9 over Northrop with 7. Uh, close game there, kind of unexpectedly. It was Concordia 35 over Northside 7. Bishop, uh, sorry, Snyder 35, Bishop Bluer 0, Homestead 56. Southside 0. It was Carroll 20, Wayne 12. Saturday was uh, started off the day with girls and boys cross-country regional at Marion. And uh, the results from that, the boys from Belmont get their first regional title. Congrats to them. Big, big win uh, at the regional level for them for the first time in program history. South Adams as a team finished 7th and Norwell finished 10th. Moving on along with the Belmont boys team is Sam Martinez and Clancy McIntyre from South Adams. In the girls uh, race, Norwell uh, finished 1st, South Adams was 4th and finished well enough to make a trip to semi-state as a team in their 5th one per the burn witness and, and uh, so congrats to them in their 5th straight semi-state trip and Adam Central's Marissa Vandeweg uh, advances on as an individual in girls soccer it was Belmont played Western and it was Western 1 Belmont 0 and that finishes up the Belmont squaws uh, soccer season uh, with a loss in the first round of regional in volleyball in the semifinal, it was Adams Central versus South Adams. South Adams won three to zero, with scores of 25 to 19, 25 20, um, 21. I'm reading the wrong scores, <laughs> but uh, 
in uh, the semifinal with Belmont. It was Belmont 3, Delta 1, and <clears throat> the scores were 25-19, 22-25, 28-26, and 25-22. In the finals, uh, it was Belmont faced off versus Muncie Burris, and that was Belmont 3, Muncie Burris 2, Belmont claiming the sectional championship. And per the Decatur Daily Democrat, it was the 15th in a row for the Belmont Squaws, winning uh, their matches uh, 25-22, 31-33, 25-20, 20-25, and then 15-10. And that finishes up our Adams Woodcrest Week in Review, and we will be back after a short break. Did you see that football game this weekend? It's hard to believe football season is well underway. You know what that means, don't you? Cold weather is around the corner. Don't wait for winter to hit. Rather call the fireplace and heating stove guys today. Hitzer's team is in mid-season form. Sales on new gas fireplace and Hitzer stoves are happening now. Don't wait another season. Tackle old man winter with a new Hitzer stove or gas fireplace. Stop by our showroom and burn, see pictures of recent installs on our Facebook page, or visit us online at www.hitzer.com. As a local auto owner's independent agency, we are dedicated to assisting you in your time of need. We live and work right in your community, and we're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Fortunately, emergencies don't happen every day, but when they do, we're here to personally see you through for life, home, car, and business insurance. Call us, your local independent auto owner's agent, today. See me, Mark, Toby, or Barb at Graeber Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn and North 13th Street in Decatur. Adams Memorial Hospital's surgical team includes Dr. Jennifer Taylor, board certified in general surgery, and nurse practitioner Amanda Silking. Dr. Taylor performs general surgery, including laparoscopic procedures such as hernia repairs, gallbladder, skin cancer, and breast surgeries, colonoscopies, and colon and rectal procedures. Dr. Taylor's office is in the Adams Medical Complex. To schedule an appointment, call 260-728-3982. Adams Memorial Hospital. Exceptional care. Close to you. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. And welcome back to the Hitzer Stoves and patio outdoor uh, solutions uh sports weekly and also just want to make a shout out to our sponsor minds eye graphics who's been a contributing sponsor uh, along with hits fireplaces and outdoor patio solutions for many many years and also want to thank uh tony over at east of chicago pizza for providing pizza and pop for our coaches and uh hosts tonight we appreciate that so if you're you got the hankering for pizza check out east of chicago where pizza is done right uh looking at the adams memorial hospital preview we can preview uh so we're starting off with friday night football on october 25th it's the first round of sectional and we'll just start in the adams county athletic conference where uh jake county hosts new haven Heritage hosts Northwestern. Bluffton is a host to Fairfield. Woodland hosts Eastside. Uh, South Adams travels to Tri-Central. Southern Wells travels to Monroe Central. 
at Adam Central hosts Caston. In the Northeast Eight, East Noble heads to Northridge. Columbia City heads to DeKalb, which is an interconference um, foe. And Angola heads to Leo. Huntington North heads to Southside. And the WZBD Game of the Week is Belmont at Norwell. In the SAC, just a few games because those in the higher classes don't play the first week of the playoffs. It's Wayne at Marion, Concordia at McConaughey, and Central Noble heads to Bishop Lewers. On Saturday, October 26th, uh, we have boys and girls cross-country semi-state takes place at New Haven with a 1 p.m. start time. We have the Belmont boys team who was first-time regional champs from the Marion Regional. Individually moving on is in the boys' race, South Adams, Sam Martinez, and South Adams, Clancy McIntyre. In the girls' race, the South Adams girls' team moves on from regional to semi-state, fifth time in a row, and also Marissa Vandeweg from Adams Central moves on by herself. In volleyball, uh, there's regional action at Norwell, Northwestern versus Norwood, Northwood at 10 a.m., and Belmont versus Angola at noon, and the finals are at 7 p.m., and if Belmont is in the finals, the game will be on WZBD. And that, a few months ago, our Adams Memorial Hospital weekend preview was a lot longer, but as the seasons outside have changed, so is the sports schedule. As things wind down in the different sports, we start, uh, we're well into the playoffs and other things, and then this week starting the playoffs in football. So that is our Adams Memorial Hospital weekend preview, and we're going to take a break, and we'll be back after this message. Do you know all of the services available at Decatur Hardware and Rental? We cut keys, ship UPS packages, color match paint, test pool water, cut and thread pipe, cut glass, replace window screens, rent U-Haul trucks and trailers, and fill propane tanks. We're here to help you with your home repair and improvement projects. In our rental department with lawn and garden, paints and stains, hand tools, fasteners, plumbing, and electrical supplies. Your local hardware store since 1972. Located across from Bungie, Decatur Hardware and Rental. Do it best. Did you see that football game this weekend? It's hard to believe football season is well underway. You know what that means, don't you? Cold weather is around the corner. Don't wait for winter to hit. Rather call the fireplace and heating stove guys today. Hitzer's team is in mid-season form. Sales on new gas fireplace and Hitzer stoves are happening now. Don't wait another season. Tackle old man winter with a new Hitzer stove or gas fireplace. Stop by our showroom and burn. See pictures of recent installs on our Facebook page or visit us online at www.hitzer.com. Welcome home. A new chapter doesn't mean you have to rewrite your entire life story. It only means you're ready to move forward into a lifestyle that's tailored to your needs and ambitions. At Adams Woodcrest, they go to great lengths to make your transition to a new and exciting lifestyle easy and carefree. Choose from one or two bedroom villas or apartments. Call or visit today. Adams Woodcrest, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. Member Adams Health Network. We're here at Craigville Appliance, where Speed Queen has come in big and extended the deal of the decade. Now until the end of the year, you can get a washer and dryer and get 10-year part and labor warranty. That's right, folks. It's the deal of the decade. 10-year part and labor warranty. Buy from us. We service what we sell. We finance. We install. We make it very easy here at Craigville Appliance. The stuff's in stock if you want to take it with you. Come in or check us out on our web at cappliance.com. That's season cat. Meow. Appliance.com.
Welcome back to the Hits of Fireplace. It's an outdoor patio solutions, and we have our first guest here, Dr. Harshman's Adams County Visitor Center special guest. Our, and our first guest, we're going to let uh, Rex Brewer here introduce him and start off with some questions. Well, <clears throat> you know, we invite all the coaches, and, and my buddy Grant Mosier decided to take a vacation, and he skipped out on me on my last coaches show of the season, or his coaches show in last week, sent him back up. Now, tonight he sent a very worthy backup, his brother um, Clark. Clark Mosier, welcome to the show, and uh, talk a little bit off off air. What's your official duty as assistant coach at South Adams High School? Yeah, I do a little bit of everything. Uh, <coughs> kind of a main title would be probably defensive line coach on Friday nights on the uh, headsets with Coach Steiner and Coach Tyler Springer up in the booth, as well as I call the uh, defense for the JV team as well. Now, how long have you been with the program? <clears throat> so believe it or not, actually Grant asked me to come on staff when he took over. So this is going on year five. I mean, we I've talked to him off air a lot about it. I mean, it's nice to be like a hometown guy and have guys you played high school football with, a couple of brothers that are willing to play, help you coach out and bring them on and as staff members. And it's a, it, it's a nice package that he's put together, a group of young coaches to coach a team. I mean, he's been in it five years now. I think you guys have built pro- quite the program there. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean – one thing, and we talk about it a lot, and I think what I told you guys about the pizza too, off air. Uh, it, it it's not more than it's more than a coaching staff. It really is. It's just it's a group of us friends, obviously, with Grant being my brother, and then my other brother Heath on the staff too. It, it really it's just it's just a bunch of guys hanging out, and we're fortunate enough to be able to coach football while we're doing it. So, um, you guys uh, play your first round sectional game. You're, you go into the per, the postseason uh, nine and zero. You got a team that's played a little bit weaker schedule. You you don't want to go in and overlook them, but um, what have you been doing to prepare for Tri Central? <clears throat> yeah, that's really really kind of been the focus this week. Is I mean, coming off last week, nine and zero, finishing the regular season undefeated, and and winning the ACAC uh, conference championship for the first time in twenty six years. But really, I mean, we can't overlook Tri Central. So that's really been our focus: is how to keep our kids focused and. And it, it's kind of an off week with fall breaks. South Adams is on fall break starting today. So we had a morning practice today, and then the kids are off tomorrow and Friday for school. So it's, okay, how do we get our kids not to be up till 2 a.m. on Thursday night and <coughs> sleep in till noon on Friday? And then as well as Tri-Central's about an hour and a half, hour, 45-minute bus right away. So. so morning practice today, but tomorrow do you kind of get back into the routine, have your normal evening practice? Yeah, so tomorrow will be normal time. Uh, normal routine under the lights Thursday night like normal and then Friday doing anything during the day film or uh we're still kind of working out the details I believe Friday morning we're going to try and get the kids up and either, <laughs> that's e- what I was yeah, referring yeah. to <laughs> so either, either get them to like the bowling alley or something get them some get them some breakfast and not so much maybe maybe a small walkthrough or some film but really just like I said get make sure they're up and, and getting loose and getting some food in them you know we've talked about um travel I mean most people don't understand what it's like to take that size of a group and all the equipment and all the support staff and everything it takes with it to take a trip to Tri Central. Where it's down in Spencer. Where's that, Dave? Spencerville. Yeah, Spencerville. Yeah. Think Kokomo area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, south and I think a little east of Kokomo. Mm-hmm. I know it's east of 31. You know, but it, it's an entourage. It's a convoy of vehicles. It's it's kids and gear and everything. It's it's a lot of things to make sure all happen. And I think he said one time one of his starting players forgot his helmet or something. Yeah, and and I mean, 
you know, <coughs> high school kids, we'll tell them two, three times, hey, check your bag. And, and I mean, I don't know how you forget a helmet. That's kind of like one of the most important <laughs> things. But we have guys forget helmets all the time. So. And what happens when a guy forgets his helmet is he takes the helmet of a kid that's not playing. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, we, we, like to sit, we like to make the uh, kind of the rule of, hey, you're not going to play tonight, but we'll win someone pretty significant. And I'm not saying this has happened, but say a, a Nick right. Stuber forgets his helmet. Well, <laughs> he's probably got to play it. So. Joey, give me your helmet. Yeah, <laughs> so usually, usually it's taken a, a freshman. So. Yeah. But he is we, – we do make sure – that player's got a couple of CMEs on Monday for getting that helmet. So right. and he's talked to several times about uh, some of your team leadership for your seniors. And he said one of your guys, it's like a three or four year starters, it was, it was unloading equipment off the bus. And he said that's the kind of team leadership that you want. The guy that steps up, it's like, okay, I could be doing ten other things, but I'm unloading equipment for a bus. I mean, that that's the kind of group of kids that he has this year. That I think it's built into a nine and O team. Oh, definitely. Like I, yeah, like he mentioned, uh, it's Grady Sprunger. It's seniors like Jackson Hummer. It's, it, some of those seniors are they're not even playing, and and they'll still be the last ones there, sweeping out the locker room, unloading the bus, uh, waiting on the freshmen, taking the freshmen home. So it really is. It, it's a special group of kids. And then besides that, you you have guys, uh, James Arnold usually out there with his receivers on Sunday nights all through the off season, even into this <laughs> in, into this season, running routes and things like that on the field and. You got guys like Austin Gorney and Jacob Plattner texting the coaches in the offseason saying, hey, can I get in the weight room and, and lift? So it really is. It's, it's a special group of kids, and it's, it's not forced by any means for them to want to be there and work, put the work in. One thing, uh, when we had some players from South Adams on earlier uh, this year, I was just, um, I think, not amazed isn't the right word, but uh, I just noticed that you have a special group of kids that are smart, you know, and smart in a football sense as well. I mean, and it just seems like they're just maybe a level above than what it was like when I was in school um, with what they know and what they, I don't know, maybe it's the technology with being able to watch more game film at home or what, but it just seems like, you know, with the advancement in technology, it's just helped them to know more about what's going on. Yeah, and I think it's kind of a, a weird thing because – kind of nowadays I don't I don't think high schoolers watch as much college football on Saturdays and NFL football on Sundays but these guys yeah they they do watch film and and being so smart I think with my brother and the other other offensive coaches they've been able to throw in these different formations and kind of go hurry up on occasion and and the kids get it down and that allows coach Steiner to add more packages on defense and some automatic checks and things like that which I mean, back in the day, we didn't really do that stuff. So it is, it is it's kind of it makes things pretty easy. You know, you talk about the kids learning. Your, your core group of coaches, they're, you're young guys. I mean, you guys are – you're not guys that have been coaching for 30 years like the, like the Rick Minnicks or, you know, the guys that have been around forever. I mean, how do you as young coaches learn more about it? You watch a lot of football or you watch a lot of tech, training technique films? I mean, I mean, the Internet has just opened up the world. The stuff that I had back in high school, they, they didn't have books printed back in those days. But, no, this – They chiseled them out of rocks or something? Yes, they did. They were just a big easel. They hammered them out. But, I mean, today's technology, because with Huddle, if you have Huddle technology, it's amazing because I, I did the Huddle video with my daughters in college when the first I was aware 
aware of it. And you can take a game film, and if you got three cameras running, you break those three cameras down, you take the angles, you're the offensive, defensive line coach, okay, you just take the cameras on the O-line, D-line. You take a play, you see something's happened, you slice it, dice it, you take a piece of it, you, you put a note, hey, look how this guy pulls, and you send it to five guys on a team, and they can instantly view it. It's like that technology wasn't there 10 years ago, so you guys have all this extra advancement that are making kids more intelligent about football. Yeah, it, it really is amazing to do things like that as well as, like I said, it goes back to kind of us coaches just being naturally friends and, and a good core group where uh, we're, t we're texting each other throughout the week. Me and, me and my brothers have always a group text message going, and, I mean, we'll send – usually Grant probably doesn't want to hear as much from us and from other people as he gets, but, hey, we'll send him a, hey, did you see that, what the, uh, what the Packers did uh, in this formation, something like that, and – so, I mean, yeah, we're always always texting things like that and with these advancements, so it is. It's pretty cool. And you're definitely watching the Packers. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> the Mosier family is Packer fans and Notre Dame fans, well, for sure. there's a line that Lee Iacocca, who was head of Chrysler for years, just passed away, but he, he had a line in his book, and it was, lead follower, get the blank out of the way. And that's what it is. If you don't advance or trying to learn, you're just going to go by the wayside. Some of the programs yeah. around the area that maybe have died over the past few years or, or people have gotten stale in what they did and weren't willing to change. And, you know, we got a couple of young coaches that are new coaches in the area that hopefully will show up tonight, but they're, they're in that position. They have to learn to make their teams better that it's not an easy job. Coaching high school football, people think, ah, oh, it's just high school football. It's not an easy job, and it's not, it's not something everybody just wants to step in willingly and do. Yeah, for sure. And and I think even now that we've been at it for five years, I think I, I know Grant still kind of relies on guys like Michael Mosier and even his buddy uh, Brent Conkle from Bluffton. I think he, he's he's relying on those guys kind of for advice and input and how to handle kids and handle situations. And I think that's really cool. And I know uh, it seems like Coach Steiner knows every coach in the state, probably in the nation. And he's because he can tell you who's coaching the strength and conditioning coach for this 1A school over there. But, no, he – so, I mean, it's it's really reaching out to kind of those guys with more experience and really just being willing to learn from them, so. Um, I know our, our kids, we kind of get spoiled because of we have a radio station that's willing to support and uh, follow them around and do it. These kids get a lot of airtime and they get a lot of press. These coaches' shows that, that allow you coaches to get on here, our Saturday morning coaches' shows, and the interviews we during, do during the games – a lot of kids in a lot of areas do not have this luxury to be on the air. And, and it makes a difference if your grandma and grandpa don't want to go on a night like the like week seven or eight when it was raining sideways and it was 40 degrees. You know, they can tune in. You know, there's other media that are covering it, but they can tune into the radio and listen to it. And it's like they don't have to get up and go out. And that's a luxury that a lot of people don't, don't truly have. And I, I think you coaches have made numerous comments about how, how we support it, but it's something that coaches really do appreciate oh most definitely we, we really appreciate what you guys do um i mean i look forward to every saturday morning kind of waking up and hearing hearing uh, the coaches show on saturday hearing how obviously just hear my brother and then make fun of him and <laughs> and things he says but and then too i mean here kind of hear to what ac and belmont how their game went and a little bit more in depth from them as well as I well mean, i'm up to seven listeners now i've counted seven people <laughs> it is interesting rex i think because especially if you're at one of the games you see the game firsthand right but <laughs> in the stands you don't get that coach's perspective mm -hmm. because you i mean you can't you can sometimes see when a coach gets mad but at a player but you can't 
hear what they say, but uh, it is an interesting Well, we'd like show. to stay on the air. That's the reason why. That's, yes, exactly. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's why there's no microphone down there on the sidelines. Yes. Yeah, since it is a live broadcast, there's no delay. And But, no, it is a, a neat component. You look at that show, it's, it's not replicated anywhere I know of in the area, um, nor is, you know, the frequency of the teams being on the air on Friday nights. You even look at a city like Fort Wayne, and there's probably one or two games that are on the radio, you know, if that, uh, on mm-hmm. a weekly basis. Well, I know that um, my son goes to North Manchester, and I went over to visit him one night, like on a Wednesday night, and took him to Pizza Hut. And there's a guy that broadcasts out of over that area. Um, I don't know what the radio station is, but he's got a coach's show like on a Wednesday night, and it's the same thing. And he's got area coaches come in. So there's a little small pox of, of things that do it. But the interesting thing is that if Dave and I watch a, a game, then I can talk about this play happened, this play happened, this play happened. The hard thing is, well, we'll only watch one game. If Adam Central plays Belmont, okay, I can watch. I can talk to two coaches about it. If they play three separate teams, I can talk to Grant about his game because I saw it. Then Michael Mosier, you know, we don't get stats from those guys, so I don't know, but uh, I'll get stats from Coach Beal if you guys are on the road someplace and, and I can look. But it makes it a little bit tougher to interview to find out because I didn't see the game and I don't have the experience to know really what to ask questions for. Yeah, and, and that's kind of the same way for us too. I mean, I'm always interested to hear the coaches show when we, when we play Belmont or when we play Adam Central and kind of hear their, their perspective the next day. But also, as you said, like when Adam Central goes up to goes over to Bluffton and plays them, well, okay, let's let's kind of hear what, what they did and what their, what their kind of their thoughts from the game are besides just watching it on huddle. So looking at Tri-Central coming up this Friday, um, as you guys have scouted and, and, you know, doing some things at practice um, to simulate that, uh, what are you looking at? What do they favor? What are the what are you watching for type stuff as you guys been preparing this week? Yeah, so uh, like I said earlier, I mean, one of our biggest things this week is just simply keeping our kids focused and and not overlooking Tri Central by any means. But uh, no, Tri Central they're they're very good offensively. They, they kind of do a double twins wing T type uh, offense, and they're averaging close to about 200 yards rushing a game. And they have a couple of really good athletes in the backfield um, as well as defensively. They got a couple. Of, really stud DN. So yeah, it, it is going to be a game. And, and like I said, it's, it's going to be a long, a long travel over there and just figuring out how to get our kids, get them off that bus and okay, focus back in and ready to go. It's kind of nice not having school. Yeah. I think, I think that is for, for this travel. I think that actually will be beneficial. Well, I, I must say my, my, one of my daughters works at Bishop Dwinger and, and, uh, Chris Schwartzkopf's been the coach there for quite a few years, and I've, I've known him from wrestling days back in the day. And he always tells her, and he sees her at school, he said, we hurried up and we won our game, so we get on a bus, and we turn on WZBD, just to listen to a football game on the way home. It's like, so you get Bishop Doinger, <laughs> multiple state champs, and you turn to listen to Dave and I <laughs> broadcast football. <laughs> That's how bad they want to listen to football, good or bad. They, 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 they finish their game just so they can get on a bus and turn on ZBD. Yeah, and also one of the programs that WZBD has on Friday nights is Sports Talk Indiana, which if you never tuned in, Bob Lovell. Uh, Bob Lovell, yeah, it's a pretty neat program with all the scores in the state. Especially, I mean, it's interesting. I think throughout the season, but when you get into playoff time, it's even more because you see some upsets, you see some different things like that. Um, one of the things I look at is um, I talked to Grant about you guys' ranking system. You guys have you guys been up there in the coaches' polls? Been one, two, three, but. Uh, around there and and he doesn't like to get wrapped up in that but your kids have to know about it they think about it i mean you don't want them to focus on it but you're up there and from looking at 
statistics with Indianapolis Lutheran, it's always been right above you up there. I think they're pulling some of those votes in because they're Indianapolis and a lot of Indianapolis coaches vote. But for the most part, I think you guys really outrank them on paper very much so. And Dave and I have watched enough of your games. We know the powerhouse that you guys can score offense and score fast. Um, that's one of those teams looking forward. But I know that if you play well against Tri-Central, your next opponent's Monroe Central, who gave you guys a very close game. And, and that's a game, not that you're looking past it, but that's a, a very tough game. You know, you can beat a team once, but beating a good team twice is never easy. And that's probably would be your second round of the tournament, right? Yeah, I mean, Monroe Central would play Southern Wells, so obviously not to count out Southern Wells. Um, we, we could see a, a big upset there, which would be awesome. But, yeah, so most likely it would be Monroe Central. What what other teams are in that sectional you look at for good games on the other half of the bracket? Uh, it's kind of a toss-up. I think kind of the favorite out of there. You might get Westdale coming out of the other side. You might get um, Madison Grant. So it really kind of – I think other than possibly Taylor, I know they haven't won a game yet this year, but – Really, it could be anyone coming out of there, so we're not sure, kind of. But like I said, we're, we're, we're just kind of focused on this week. You know, last year they, they broke up this sectional. It goes Adams Central and Southwood used to be in there with you guys. So I think South Adams may have got a little bit tougher row to hoe on their sectional. So we're probably looking at, you know, coming out of a sectional championship for a regional game. you you got some tough teams on your half of the bracket because I think in those two sectionals, you've got probably five or six of the top 15-ranked teams in the state. Yeah, and, and – I mean, I, I know, at least I was. We were ha happy to kind of get out of that sectional. I think it was kind of coined by a lot of people in Indiana as a sectional death last year with us and Adam Central and Southwood and Busco and a couple of their really good teams. So, yeah, it's kind of nice to let them kind of beat each other beat, up. Beat yeah. each other up and, okay, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll see whoever makes it up. But um, it is, it's it's three really good teams there. Uh, Busco knocked us out last year, and obviously Adam Central's clicking on all cylinders right now, and, and Southwood's a great team too that likes to air it out. So, uh like I said, we're focused on on winning a sectional, but when that happens, then we'll uh, we'll look at regional and and expect a really good game there. And so, when when you look at this area, there are some very powerful 1A football schools. Um, if you look at some of the schools that you're going to play in the other half of your sectional, they play a lot of 1A schools throughout their season. You guys playing in a conference that has a lot of two and three and four a schools in it so you're not playing small school small school so when you get into the sectional play it's pretty much same size school against each other and i think you guys from your you know strength of schedule have really built up a little bit better uh prelude into the tournament season yeah i think that is one of the one of the benefits of playing in the acac you kind of get those those bigger schools like jay county and and woodland where we kind of get to see that and get a little bit of experience as well as uh, I think Grant Grant kind of loves networking and I think he did a really good job this off season to we played a lot of bigger schools such as Marion Lures came down uh, a couple of different schools like that and show our kids hey like give them a good test here in the summer and then we'll we'll get things rolling in the season that's is that what they coined the thud scrimmages yeah those, those 11 on 11 thud uh, keep them up and well, if you take a kid down, you're going to get yelled at by the other coach, but that's about it. So <laughs> <laughs> so you only do it once, right? Yeah, it's usually once on each side, and then, okay. We that's need, it. Let's, 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 Even it out. Let's, let's throttle back a little bit here. Yeah. But, you know, that that's a way that um, to see some of those teams, some of those schools, some of those looks that you're not going to see all season long because you're not going to play a Lures, you're not going to play a Marion, you're not going to play those kind of schools. So 
getting a kind of a broader sense of some of the schemes and stuff that are out there, it also gets kind of the summer rust off your kids as well, doesn't it? Yeah, and and it's 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 crazy the amount that we do this summer in the summer as opposed to back when I played. I mean, I feel like by the time we hit the two days. Our, our offense, our defense is for the most part already put in. Our kids know these stuff, so it's just, okay, let's let's start fine-tuning. We're throwing in things that, well, normally back, I remember back day one with Sorg, it's, okay, hey, this is a football, this is a center, this is a guard, and we go there. We go from there. But, and also there was a time, if I remember correctly, um, when I was in high school, was that you would have a period in the morning of that first practice where it was just about plays, mm-hmm. installing yeah. the offense. And guys would write on pin on their pants and stuff like that. But then I think it was out of boredom. But nonetheless, like that was, and that's already happening. And with a system, it's just probably a lot of repetition by now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And and it kind of gives us those different looks. And obviously with uh, James Arnold returning from an ACL, he was kind of out this summer. So that allowed us to do different things with Warner in the off season, as well as throwing in some other guys and just different scenarios like that. And, seeing what works what doesn't work and okay that works maybe we'll tuck that away for a rainy day and okay that didn't work we'll never do that again so (laughs) and how fortunate as a team you start out the season at Winchester James sits out and Aiden Water comes in and lights it up I mean to have that as what's your up and coming and yet of course a whole another year left for James to play but um, I you just I mean he was in the I forget what the you know stats were but he was in the top in the county for a few weeks no, he was in the top in the state in the state James Arnold was like seventh in the state and Aiden Warner was like fourteenth in the state right. in and, passing yards and Aiden and he played, played two games yeah <laughs> and he stayed there you know a few weeks after that yeah so that was impressive I mean to have the depth in some spots that you have is something that I mean, Aiden could probably start, would start for probably any 1A school. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we are very blessed in that in that scenario. And obviously, Aiden with his, his brothers, who both played quarterback for South Adams a few years ago and and uh, won a couple of championships there. But, uh, yeah, so after week one at Winchester, obviously probably a lot of the community and things <coughs> like that are talking, hey, maybe, maybe Warner's the guy. Right. But I think – and I know Grant likes to say it too, but then James comes in and says, hey, hey, watch this. And – and James is really – he really is – he's a special kid. And he's, he, he's, he's, he's a leader, and he's, he, he's the type of kid you want back there at quarterback. And, and nothing against taking away from Aiden, but Aiden, right. Aiden, as you can see, Aiden, Aiden can step in there at receiver, and I think he's well, – They're different kind of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They are. James is a typical pocket passer. If you let him stand back there all day, he'll sling it all over and he'll throw for three or 400 yards. And he's, he has that good pocket presence where, you know, Warner doesn't mind rolling out, scrambling, very athletic – um, like the rest of the Warners are quarterback. And one thing I'm going to say is when the Warner went to Warner from one year to the next to the quarterback, I called the older bro- the younger brother, the older brother's name for about half a season. And it's like I couldn't get the other one out. But uh, they do have a t- tradition there, and they've been, you know, a long, you know, developed family in the, in the, in the school corporation. And, and those are the kind of kids that come in and uh, like help build a program. So I tested your, your brother with all the, the senior names as we get toward the end of the season. Who are some of the seniors that – that really you guys lean to lean on and look to to uh get you through this tournament run here. Yeah, we we really have a, a special group of seniors. I mean, the ones who probably get named every week, but uh you got the three captains, Nick Stuber, Grady Sprunger and and Brain Bomber and those guys really do. They lead from the front and then they lead on Friday night. You see 
Nick Stuber now playing more just defensively. He he really is. He he kind of brings that energy and and brings that that excitement, and passion on defense. And then you have Grady, who's doing everything right on and off the field. He's one of the ones cleaning up the bus and things like that after games. But then you got a bunch of guys too, like like Jackson Hummer, Parker Collinsworth, uh, Lenny Lenwell, guys like that who they might not be seeing the field as much as they would like. But hey, they are bought in and and they're gonna give you give us a great look on scout scout team. They're they're excited. They're they're jumping in there. They're helping the younger guys kind of learn. So it really is. It's a, it's a full group across the board. And sometimes you may get rewarded with a three yard touchdown run. Correct? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Grant brought that up a few weeks ago and said, "Hey, I I think I want to get him a touchdown. I'll see you tonight if, if we get in that kind of situation." And we're all kind of like, "Okay." And so they repped it a few times throughout the weeks. And so we kind of start coaching Parker up on, "Okay, hey, you got to cover the points." And you, hey biggest thing fall forward don't you dare fall backwards because you're not getting the ball twice so it, it was it was a really cool experience and i forget what he called the package what was that package uh, i believe they called him money ball money ball I, that's I, right yeah, so it, it, it was a really cool experience he's been a he's been a guy who's four years four years puts in puts in a lot of effort uh played some jv for us and gets in there on friday nights when we, when when he can and i think he's he's on pat and special teams like that but well, you you know, I mean, you're you're a play away from an injury that's going to bring somebody on off the bench. So, I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that I mean, you got to have the depth in your team because if you're 11 guys that are really good and one goes down, and your difference between your ones and your twos is really like ones and threes or fours. I mean, it you can't leave big gaps in your lineup. So those guys got to be there and got to be ready to come in when they need them. Yeah, it really is, and that's 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 why we try and get our ones as well as our twos some looks and at not just okay what's our offense things like that but like showing them hey like having them run our defense against um tri-central or whoever's offense and saying hey like you're the next man up friday night because we've had we've had cramps we've had guys go down with stingers things like that so it is it's it's kind of next man up whenever we need it well your your um first four or five games this season your number two's played a lot i mean they started playing you know start a second half you played 30 you played uh running clock the second, the third and fourth quarter. And so some of those guys did get a lot of reps. I mean, that that's one thing. What, what's your take? I mean, we've talked about this all season long, new rule with the with the running clock in the second half. Is it? Hey, you've been on the good side of it. Do you see the advantage for both both sides of the ball? Yeah, I, I do really like it. And, and probably the first reason I, I really like it is because, like I said, calling the JB defense, usually on occasion Steiner likes to turn the reins over to me in the second half and, well, I don't want to blow that. I don't want to blow that shutout. He's pitching, so uh, usually I'm kind of I kind of force him to keep calling defense. But no, I think it really is. It, it's it's beneficial. It's uh, being on both sides of it. You're not gonna you're not gonna get embarrassed. He's got if there is really that big of a gap between teams. It's hey, just getting getting them off the field without having without having to stay there for another hour or two hours and just continue to get pounded. And I think a lot well, the coaches also talk about uh, the injuries. The injuries have been reduced. If you're if you're in running clock in that second half, the, the chances for some guys to have some major injuries has really been reduced. Yeah, I think that's huge because now kind of with the Mercer, I think you get about one or two possessions each and, it, and the game's over, um, which does. It, it makes a huge difference because – no one wants to see injury, especially when it when the game's out of out of hand like that. As well as, I mean, in, in a slop fest like week eight, obviously it wasn't a mercy rule, but a, something like that where it's just okay. The JV kids are just every other every other snaps a fumble, and then okay, we're standing here for now another two hours in the rain, and so it's just yeah. like let's get out of here. You know, and Dave and I, I think we were week five before we had a game that that didn't go run a clock in a second half, and 
we kind of joked a little bit of our second, our third and fourth quarter sponsors. You got to get them in quick because the second half really flies by on running clock. Yeah, and, and it, it's kind of been nice. That we've been fortunate enough to have a couple of those games this year, and you kind of go in the locker room after the game, and you're kind of getting ready to go, and then all of a sudden you look at the clock, and it's about nine fifteen. You're like, "Well, hey, this is this is kind of nice." So, uh, yeah, it, it is. It's been fortunate. Well, we appreciate you coming in tonight. Uh, we got a couple of other coaches that are going to straggle in, and I appreciate you filling in for your brother. And uh, even though he's sloughing off and uh, had to go someplace else and take care of some non-official business, but I'll give him some. I'll give him a hard time about it. So, yeah, I think I think he's just kind of getting full of himself. Being, and he thinks he can. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He, he, he's definitely he's doing other things, taking care of some Probably business. Probably having so. lunch with John Gruden. So, <laughs> yeah, right. I think he's he's uh, getting all his offers, but yeah. <laughs> We well, appreciate it, Clark, for coming in, and you guys have luck, good luck this Saturday, this Friday night. I appreciate it, and I appreciate what you guys do. And uh, we're going to take a commercial break, and then we'll come back with our next guest, uh, Coach Josh Gerber from Norwell. Did you see that football game this weekend? It's hard to believe football season is well underway. You know what that means, don't you? Cold weather is around the corner. Don't wait for winter to hit. Rather call the fireplace and heating stove guys today. Hitzer's team is in mid-season form. Sales on new gas fireplace and Hitzer stoves are happening now. Don't wait another season. Tackle old man winter with a new Hitzer stove or gas fireplace. Stop by our showroom and burn. See pictures of recent installs on our Facebook page or visit us online at www.hitzer.com. Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners. You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent. Someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs, and will be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent. See Mark, Toby, or me, Barb, at Graber Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn and North 13th Street in Decatur. Now is a great time to take advantage of the all-class pass at the Worthman Fitness Center of Adams Memorial Hospital. Classes include total body conditioning, cycling, yoga of all kinds for all ages, the Silver Sneakers Exercise Program, and much more. For more info or questions about all the class times and prices, call 724-2145, extension 11036. Again, that extension 11036. Worthman Fitness Center at Adams Memorial Hospital. Healthy in every way. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. Welcome back to It's Our Fireplaces and Outdoor Patio Solutions Sports Weekly. And also our special sponsor for tonight is East of Chicago Pizza for providing pizza and pop. Um, get a hold of East of Chicago Pizza, <coughs> pizza done right. And our next guest uh, tonight is Coach Josh Gerber from Norwell. And uh, so, Coach, glad to have you on the program tonight and uh, facing the Belmont team. The two I like to call it the 222. For rivalry, I don't know if that's actually a name, Rex, but that's it is now. You've, you've just coined it. Have we coined it? Okay, I'll here try to remember that for Friday. <laughs> here on the show, we've coined it, and that is also the WZBD game of the week, and so you'll be able to hear it live on ninety-two point seven. And uh, Coach, if you just want to give us a, I guess a brief 
look back at the year this year um, and just kind of some highlights and that type of thing? Yeah, you know, it's it's been a good year for us. Um, we were eight points away from being seven and two, and we lost three of uh, three games by a total of uh, eight points. We lost to Leo three to two. Uh, DeKalb got in baseball, the, right? Or is that football? Uh, it was football. Oh, okay. And then uh, that was DeKalb, amazing. Yeah, and it well, was bad weather night. No, it was beautiful. Yeah, okay. beautiful weather night. <laughs> Just a um, defensive stronghold. Defensive, uh, defensive battle. We were pretty good between the twenties offensively, but we couldn't find the end zone. Missed a couple field goals. I had some penalties at just really hard times, and uh, and just couldn't couldn't uh, consult that one away, um, you know. And, and Leo finished the season eight and one. Um, lost a tough one to DeKalb up at DeKalb. Uh, lost that one late, and they finished the season seven and two. And uh, that's a much improved DeKalb team, isn't it? Yeah, and and we kind of thought maybe they could compete for the conference championship. Um, you know, they're, they're a tough team. Uh, they're they're big. They're physical. I uh, got a moving move quarterback from Wallasee, and running back was back. And, and they were really pretty good. Um, you know, the game we, we turned it over four times, should have won. Uh, last Friday, we go up to Columbia City, and uh, we lose uh, by three on a field goal is with about a minute and a half to play. But um, just some really inopportune penalties, both offensively and defensively, that cost us, allowed them to keep some drives alive and, uh, and, and, and kind of ruin some of our drives. So we've got we've to clean that stuff up. Um, and we don't want to go home uh, from the term because we didn't uh, take care of the ball well or we committed a, a foolish, undisciplined penalty. And, you know, you played Belmont. You played Belmont earlier in the season, and we covered that game. And the game was pretty close the first quarter, and the second quarter it started to get away from Belmont. You guys started to pull away a little bit. But that's a team that's still trying to find themselves a little bit, and uh, they've they've gotten better throughout the season. And and as a coach opposing them, you can't look past them because you you beat them already once a season. No, absolutely not. Uh, coach Davis and staff have done a good job there. You can watch the film and you can see that they've grown and they've uh, and they've gotten better. But we like to think that we've grown and gotten better too. And uh, you know, it's a rivalry game. The kids are excited for it, and um, you know, we're we're looking forward to playing these guys again. It's you know, it, it, like you said, it's a two, battle for two twenty-four, whatever you want to call it. It's uh, it's a good rivalry for us. We're excited to have the opportunity to play these guys. We're not going to look past them. We know that uh, it's a one-game season from here on out, and every week it's uh, it's a new season. So, as long as we keep uh, winning, we keep having one-game seasons. Now he's he's still trying to find people to put in positions. His he's kind of changed around. Have you guys kind of figured out what works best for you and settled in this point in the season to know? This is what we do, and this is what we do do well, and this is what we're going to do. Yeah, you know what? We've uh, we got the benefit as a, as a staff. This is my fourth year, and and most of the guys now have been on staff for at least the last three years, and and uh, we we know what what we want to be. We know who we are. We know where our kids are at, and we know how we want to attack people. And we're going to use our strengths and try to find some weaknesses in, in who we're playing, and then we're going to use that try to use that to our advantage but uh, we we know who we are um, we know what we're going to do and we're going to try to just do it to the best of our ability and we talked a little bit off air about uh, your new field and we've been there and it, it's a beautiful uh, new field with the astroturf and a lot more schools are going to it did it take you guys a little bit of time to get used to it from practicing to playing on it or was it was it a pretty easy transition you know what it was really a pretty pretty easy transition um we had a practice on it the week we opened up with Leo. Uh, we actually took possession about halfway through uh, practice on that Wednesday, and we're out there Wednesday and Thursday. But we play on it a good bit. Um, you know, we play on it against Heritage in week two. Um, you know, week three, Leo's got it. We're going to have it then. Week four, when, we, you know, when we're playing Belmont, we'll have grass every other year. But week five, um, we're going to have turf. 
you know, so we in our league we see a lot of it, and uh, in, in the future I think we'll have about two games on grass a season. So you know, Adams County, Wells County, they do not have luxury like East Allen did, where they go and put it in four schools. So you know, all four of the East Allen County schools got turf all in one season. So it's pretty interesting uh, um, transition. We've seen a lot more of it happening, and it didn't used to be as uh, cost effective, but now. The price of it has come down to the point where you start weighing out fertilizer, lawn mowing, paying guys to mow it, striping it, things like that. It's come down to the point where it's pretty good offset that it pays for itself in three, four years now. Well, I, you know, I don't know enough about that. I know that when they, uh, when a guy came and presented the architect, and he had a spreadsheet of what the costs were to maintain a field. So, but we're on a well, so we don't have to pay a, a water bill. Um, and I know that we have guys who work really hard to to maintain the, the fields. I know that. Now our maintenance department, they're mowing all the schools. We don't have a mowing service anymore since they're not maintaining the football field in the fall. They're taking care of mowing uh, the elementary schools and high school, middle school campus and stuff like that. And we still have a lot going on with the, you know, we still have our grass practice fields and there's there's a lot going on on our campus. So, you know, those guys are busy, but they work hard. And, and there, are some, there are some cost savings with it, but, you know, you'd have to get somebody with their fancy spreadsheet to get all that. I, I That's a little bit they're beyond called, me. They're called accounting majors. <laughs> but... The other thing is the also you get to practice on it more and you don't really wear it out. I mean, you know, if Michael practiced on his field, you know, a couple of times a week, it'd really get beat down. But for the most part, I mean, turf you could practice on every day. Your soccer teams can play on it. If you got lacrosse, I mean, those. I mean, a lot of people can use it. I know that a lot of schools that have very good band uh, programs, the band really enjoys it, and you can have band. Uh, concerts and stuff out there on it and draw some extra money and help pay for that field too yeah I mean, our band held an invitational it's it's a great fundraiser for them um you know a great way for them to raise some money for the band department uh and it's busy we use it for pe most every day um you know somebody's out there at least when the weather's decent if it's not actively raining or if it's not too cold we're out there and then uh, you know our middle school football teams are out there um so it's it's busy just about every day um we have seen a little bit of your team, um, kind of a younger team. What kind of seniors do you have that uh, that your core that really help lead your team? You know, we've only got six seniors this year, um, and and they're a great bunch. We've you know this they're the the first class that I've had all the way through. Um, you know, you, you look at some of them. You got a kid like Mason Dehoff, a wide receiver, a defensive back for us, who's had a really good year. Uh, Sam Walker, a linebacker, a running back. He got hurt against Belmont Strain as MCL and. And uh, he's, he's, he'll play this week for the first time since that, uh, since that happened. Joe Colbert, an offensive lineman, one of our seniors, um, he's done an outstanding job for us as a center providing leadership. We start uh, two sophomores and a freshman on our offensive line. And, and Joe's done a good job guiding and directing those guys. Uh, Andrew Captain uh, played as a freshman, didn't play as a, a sophomore or junior. He's back out this year, and it's been, it's been good to have him. Um, be a part of the program. He's a great kid, and he and he helps us out. And then uh, we've got Chris Bear as a as a kicker, primarily a soccer player, but he comes and helps us out and, and kicks. And he's done a great job for us. Um, looking into the postseason, um, you talk about getting injury, uh, one of your players back from injury. Um, how have you been? overall injury wise as you head into the postseason it's been a tough year for us we've had a lot of injuries and uh they all kind of seem to hit at the same time and and slowly but surely we've been getting guys back and you know we got a lot of guys in knee braces i think the strained mcl was the injury of the year and we've never really had that before 
Uh, we lost a kid, Bo Morgan, in the uh, about the second offensive play in the scrimmage. Uh, he was a kid who was going to start probably for us as, an, as a receiver and as, and as a safety. You know, we haven't had him all season. It's been it's been a tough year in terms of injuries, and uh, we've lost some key leaders at, uh, at some tough times. I mean, how many kids did you have in your program, and what was your depth like? To uh, we started with forty four. Um, you know, freshman and senior with a, with a small senior class and a smaller sophomore class. The numbers were tight. You know, we're playing kids. Um, you know, we're, we're playing some freshmen. We started two freshmen this year all season. They've done a great job for us, and, and we've had a lot of young kids get reps that maybe they'd have been better with some time seasoning on a JV and, and growing into the roles, but it's been trial by fire for them, and they've gotten a lot better as the season's progressed. We're a better team now than what we were in week one. We're a better team now than what we were last week. Now, you're running pretty much the same offensive defensive schemes you've you've had in a few, for the past couple of years. Or have you changed things up a little bit? For we've your changed program? things up a little bit. We've uh, we feel like we've had some we got some good depth at running back this year. So we're playing with a little bit more uh, a lot more two back set. Uh, we were primarily in a spread look before the last three years. This year we're in more two back set, kind of a modified eye, and that's been good to us. It's uh, we've got we feel like we've got a lot of guys that can carry the ball and do a nice job for us, and they really have. You know, if if you're a team and you happen to have like a Dwayne Estrich or somebody come in your into your program who's like a you know state caliber track spinner, okay, you may run the ball a little bit more. I mean, if if you get a quarterback like James Arnold who can throw for 400 yards a game, you tend to lean towards the pass. I mean, you kind of take what they give you, right? Yeah, you have to be you have to be able to adapt, and as much as you want to have like just this, this is who we are and this is what we do. You have to make those adaptations to where your strengths are and play to your strengths. And we feel like we've tried to do that this year, and it's it's helped us out. Um, as I always say, as you look at your first game in the sectional, I mean, if if you're lucky enough, good enough to get past the first game of sectional, who are the teams in your half the bracket, and who are the teams in the other half the bracket that you're looking at? as possible opponents in the sectional semifinals and championship? I'll be honest, we've looked at Belmont. Um, and we know that if we win, we're going to travel either to McConaughey or Concordia. We don't really care. We, we're focused on Belmont and beating Belmont. Uh, like I said, it's a rivalry game. Um, we know they're going to give us everything that they've got. Uh, we were in a similar situation with an, when I was a first-year coach a few years back, and, and we expected our kids would play hard and give everything they had. And we drew Belmont in the sectional. And and that's what we did, and they didn't back down. We're not going to back down. We're going to be uh, prepared and ready to play Belmont. Well, you, you saw uh, Marty Ballard last year wins no games during the regular season and comes out and wins the first two games of sectional. So that's the kind of thing, playing against bigger schools throughout the conference season, and their non-conference games are Adam Central and South Adams and probably two of the best 1A schools in the area. So – They've had some tough games based on school size and who they're going against, so they could be ripe for a first-game sectional win. Yeah, and you know what? Our schedule is the same. We play, uh, we play. We start with 4A J County, play 3A Heritage in week two, and then uh, we've got 3A Belmont in four, but everything else is 4A. Uh, and there's a difference between 4A and 3A football. We understand that. There's, uh, you know, there's some more depth with the people that we play, and sometimes our kids seem to wear down a little bit, but um, not because they're not conditioned, just that you know, our numbers are a little bit smaller, and they're coming up, and we've got to continue to work to grow our program. But you know, we play good people, and uh, and you know, like I said, we're we know that we've gotten better. We know Belmont's gotten better. We need to go out and uh, and take care of our take care of our business this Friday. Now, as as you look at. Norwell and Belmont, probably the two smallest schools in the NE8. Um, 
your numbers, you said you had 44. I know Coach Davis would would have loved to have 44 to start off with. I mean, as a smaller school, you're pulling you're pulling as many kids in. It's not as easy to compete with a a Leo or a DeKalb or you know a New Haven, somebody that has that bigger numbers. I mean, is is do you have good recruiting summers that you go out and really try and get kids out? I know that some of the schools have had to go back and get kids. Okay, you played football in junior high and you haven't played in two years. Why aren't you playing and let's get out here and try and build your team back up that way with former players? You know what? We don't, uh, I'll be honest, we don't really chase after kids too much. Um, if they've walked away, um, you know, we'll encourage them. If they want to play, yeah, great, we'd love to have you. But we don't, we don't seek them out too much. It's been my experience that if we're, if we're really hunting down kids, um, it just, it's never really seemed to work. Well, if you're Southern Wells and Dave and I saw seven extra players on the sideline last Friday night, that's a different thing. You got to go find those players. You, I mean, they dress twenty for a game, and it's just it's things you got to do for that's one A football. Yeah, and and we're not a whole lot different than that. It's just we're not going to beg kids to play. We're yeah. gonna we are what we are, and we think that we offer a lot uh, to the young men in our school. Whether you know, it's not just about football. It's about them growing as a man. There's a lot of lessons to be learned from football, and it's hard. It's hard work. You you can go out and hit a bucket of balls. At the driving range, you can take some batting practice. You can shag some fly balls, uh, and it's different than busting your butt in the weight room and then coming back in the evening for your for your install period where you're learning your offense and your defense. We we work our kids hard. We have to. They have to be tough. They have to be able to play physical, and they have to be ready to do it against people that um, you know have bigger squads. Well, we appreciate you coming in tonight, Coach, and we wish you luck on. Friday night, David will be there. I have previous engagement that I've been planning for the last year and a half that uh, takes me away from football game Friday night. But uh, he will be there, and uh, as a co-host is uh, yet to be determined, I think. He's still he's shopping. I told him you ought to put out an auction, you know, like an online auction like they do a WZBD's, you the know, radio like auction. radio auction. Well, there you go. I'd radio like auction. my job depending on who we find. So. <laughs> yeah. well, well, here Hillier Gates is not available anymore. So. No. No, <laughs> But, uh, Coach, we appreciate you coming in. Uh, enjoy some pizza, and uh, we appreciate your time for coming in, and a wish luck on Friday. Hey, well, thank you much. Thanks for your support, guys. At Decatur Hardware and Rental, we have the power tools and equipment to make quick work of summer projects. Spruce up the lawn, use our lawn roller, aerator, fertilizer spreader or sprayer, thatcher and overseeder. For larger products, we run a tractor with backhoe, grader box or tiller, skid loader, stump grinder, post hole augers and trenchers. If it's time to paint the house, we have pressure washers, ladders, scaffolding and paint sprayers. Your local hardware store since 1972, across from Bungie, Decatur Hardware and Rental. Do it best. Did you see that football game this weekend? It's hard to believe football season is well underway. You know what that means, don't you? Cold weather is around the corner. Don't wait for winter to hit. Rather call the fireplace and heating stove guys today. Hitzer's team is in mid-season form. Sales on new gas fireplace and Hitzer stoves are happening now. Don't wait another season. Tackle old man winter with a new Hitzer stove or gas fireplace. Stop by our showroom and burn, see pictures of recent installs on our Facebook page, or visit us online at www.hitzer.com. Welcome home. A new chapter doesn't mean you have to rewrite your entire life story. It only means you're ready to move forward into a lifestyle that's tailored to your needs and ambitions. At Adams Woodcrest, they go to great lengths to make your transition to a new and exciting lifestyle easy and carefree. Choose from one or two bedroom villas or apartments. 
Call or visit today. Adams Woodcrest, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. Member Adams Health Network. We're here at Craigville Appliance celebrating our 100th year. Come into Craigville Appliance. If you need a freezer or refrigerator, we are a refrigeration destination. We have factory blend freezers in stock, uprights and chests. We have great deals on refrigerators, French door refrigerators, side-by-side refrigerators, top freezer refrigerators, all different types and finishes. Come into Craigville Appliance. Bring your dimensions. We'll deliver it. We'll install it. We will have the financing here to take care of your deal. Come into Craigville Appliance. Check us out on the web at cappliance.com. That's C as in cat, appliance.com. Welcome back to the Hitzer Fireplaces and Outdoor Patio Solutions. And also want to give special thanks to East of Chicago Pizza for providing the pizza and pop tonight. Our next guest is Michael Moser from Adam Central. And welcome uh, to the program here on the Wednesday before sectional. Uh, something, uh, a tradition at Adam Central is meals on Wednesday put on by the Mother's Club. And I know that's something you guys appreciate greatly. And I, I joked with Michael at a family reunion on Sunday that they get fed better than Division Three football programs. And uh, we had a good laugh about that, And but it's probably the truth. So uh, neat to see how a community comes around a football program and other sports programs and definitely a community effort there and you guys have a pep rally or is that further on that'd be further on okay not to my knowledge i I hope not okay (laughs) okay they did invite you yeah and that's fine but (laughs) maybe that's for someone else that's not yeah not us but um welcoming to the program and uh so this week we have uh casting coming to adam central first round game and uh, so just, uh, I guess, start us off with kind of some highlights from the season and what you saw and maybe some things that surprised you and uh, some of the just maybe individual successes that you've had and also team-wise as well. Well, you know, if you would have talked to me before, which I know that you, you we, we talked before, <laughs> that we, to be 8-1 and one was something I was, was not even remotely thinking about. So to – to say that we're surprised, we, we are surprised. I think every one of us as coaches is surprised that um, not not that I'm not surprised that our kids have played as hard as they have. I'm I'm just su- surprised at the success that we've had and and the fight that these kids have had throughout the season against some some very tough tough opponents. I mean we have we have really played real well uh, throughout the season. Um, you know, at times we we haven't, but at times more than more often than not, we were able to to secure some victories. So I really feel pretty pretty happy about what these guys have done through the year with with so many people, including us, just not kind of writing them off and say, "How do you lose so many seniors and have a, a good year?" And and um, to be eight and one was something that we did not not anticipate, but. Uh, they're playing hard and and they're 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 playing as a team and I, I love their camaraderie with each other. Uh, they're they're very coachable. Um, it's not been perfect. No season is, but I I think um, they have they have gelled together real well and I'm really pleased with a lot of our young kids who have really had to step up uh, and play and they've done a really good job. Well, I, I know that I can say that you know teams grow throughout the season with confidence. Mm-hmm. I saw you as a coach grow with constant confidence every Saturday morning when I'd, mm-hmm. I interview you because the yeah. first week you came in, it's like, I don't know who's going to play in these positions. And yeah. that second week you got a little <laughs> bit better. You played a couple of tough games, yeah. a couple of teams, better teams, and, and you found those people that are in those positions. Mm-hmm. It wasn't week one, it wasn't week two. Sometimes mm-hmm. 
week three, those guys that started to come up, you had a couple of guys yeah. that start to step up, and I was like, okay, this is team I have. Those 18, 19 seniors from last year are gone. Yeah. I got these kids, and this is the team I'm going to build with. And it, it took a couple of weeks to get that mm-hmm. figured out. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely did. I mean, we, we even had some scrimmages this summer. We had scrimmaged Norwell. Um, let me think, Winchester, Prairie Heights. We had a, a, those scrimmages, and, and each of those scrimmages, we looked at each other and said, oh, boy, we, gotta, we got some work to do here. It didn't go go very well. So we went into Belmont really thinking, uh, I, you know, I remember thinking I have no idea what to expect. You know, I, I, I really don't know how these guys are, are – how good they're going to play, how bad they're going to play. Can we, can we run the ball? And I, and I remember that, that Belmont game, that first series, one, two, three, we're out. You know, and, and Belmont kind of punched us in, in the face a little bit. And I'm, I'm thinking, oh, boy. We're in for a long night. This is how this is how the season's going to go. And yet, then the guys just just I don't know. It, there was just a, a a light that came on that next next few series, and uh, we were able to take advantage of some things. And I, and I think their confidence just continued to to strive. Um, that confidence was made even better at, at Eastside. You know, a, a game. Uh, that I did not expect to win. I mean, we go in. I mean, as a coach, you go in. You you know, you're going to strive to win every game. But you know, you think, okay, if we can, if we can, you know, come out uh, making it close, I'm going to be happy. And we end up winning the ball game. And and it's really because these kids just they they what we've realized after they fight. The, this is a group of kids that do not quit. And that's really what, what happened there against a very good East side team. And then they did it the next week against Monroe central and, um, they, they did it at Jay County and heritage. And then, and then we got into a little bit of a buzzsaw with South Adams. And I, I don't think we played, um, you know, those, those first few, those first part of the season, I don't think we played very good against South Adams. And, and I, especially defensively, I thought South Adams could do anything they wanted to against us. And they did. And, you know, I really think that was about them, their experience and their talent. And our guys still still learning the ropes uh, of how to do things. And, and really that game, I think, has been a, a, a real good shock to our system I, I think our kids have really played better since since that game and their confidence is up and I, I think it kind of shook us a little bit uh, got us got us back on track and I think the kids have played really hard uh, I was really proud of them uh, against Woodland things did not go well uh, for us um, at times and we really had a struggle and and fought a lot of adversity against a very good Woodland team. I mean, I I think they are a, a, a much improved team too. I know they had some injuries early on, but I thought I thought Woodland was was very good. Um, and I, our kids were able to finally get some things clicking towards the end. So I've really been been pleased with our senior leadership, and I've been pleased with our young guys who have you know really been following them and and stepping up and and playing hard and i'm i'm excited about what what we can do in the in the postseason you know starting here with cast and so uh we'll see we'll see what happens you know you you talk about going against uh south adams team and you didn't think you played very well Mm -hmm. they're a very good football team Mm -hmm. and i mean that's the kind of team you want to play those guys once in a while you you don't want to get beat by them every week but that mm-hmm. builds you up to play better against these teams you're going mm-hmm. to see because you've got a very good Southwood team in your sectional. You've got yeah. Castens coming in. It's got a pretty B- Busco. Record. You know, it's going to yeah. be a it, it'll be a buzzsaw between Southwood and, and Busco. You know, two really good teams, and I and I and I, I think everybody is 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 pushing Southwood, but I, I think the sleeper is Busco, and I I, I really think Busco is a just a solid team, well coached, and so is Southwood. 
Um, but but I, I think people are start you know counting out Busco a little bit because they've had some losses, and uh, I, I I I would not count them out. They're they're a tough football team, uh, and we do we have a very tough tough sectional. You can't you know you can't go into any game thinking it's it's going to be easy. And you know Caston hasn't won a ball game, but that really means nothing to us. You know we're going to have to if we go if we go into this thinking ah this is this is going to be a, a, a cakewalk, then you lose. Well, you're you in know. the same position as Josh Moser. Yeah. Josh uh, Gerber. Gerber's in. is like, I mean, he's playing Belmont, who he's beat already once before. But they're, right. they're, they're over, but they're coming in. And that's when they won their first game of the season that's last right. year. It could be Casson's time to win their first it game could. of the season. It could. You, just, you don't know. And so you have to, you know, we've had a really good week of practice despite being, you know, fall break. I thought we've had a really good week. I think our kids are focused. And, and that's what we need them to be. I mean, they can't. Uh, they can't overlook anybody. We got to continue to to strive, and and we tell them too. You 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 know you have to get better. You know if you if you want to win this sectional against against the teams you're going to face, if you want to you know possibly face a, a Monroe Central or a South Adams again, whoever comes out of that that South sectional, you're going to have to get better, and you can't overlook anybody, and you got to take one game at a time. And that, and I I was listening to Coach Gerber, uh, and that's that's what they're doing, and that's what we're doing too. You know you can't look past anybody in the postseason uh, because if you you have a bad night, you're going home. And that's not what you want to do. And that's what your seniors are going to tell their under their those underclassmen. It's like, this is my last game, possibly, and I'm going to play like it's my last game every week because it could be their last game. Because at the end, whether it's on you know Thanksgiving weekend, you're playing for a state championship, you're going to play your last game as a senior, and you yeah. don't want it to be this week. No, you you don't. You want to strive. You want to continue to go. Uh, you want you want these young guys to to follow along, and 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 that's a big deal because it is for seniors. They start at this point. You're starting to see. Oh my goodness, we we could start counting the games here now that you know, uh, and every game could be your last. And it really is that way. When you're when you're playing the season, you don't always think think of it like that as much. But when it comes to the postseason, oh, it, this could be our last week. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to step it up and keep playing hard because we don't want it. We don't want to stop yet. And and that's a big part of, of winning in the postseason I kind of look forward to the end of football season because that means I was cutting weight for wrestling and I had to be <laughs> on the mat in about three weeks so <laughs> so I mean I played football I enjoyed football yeah. I really enjoyed playing football yeah. wrestling was something else but <coughs> I tell you what I, I, I tell kids all the time the funnest I ever had in any sport wrestling was hard yeah. and it was challenging oh yeah the funnest area I played, I played nose tackle uh-huh. my senior year 145 pounds with my equipment on and it was a blast. People said, "Oh, didn't you get beat up?" No, those big guys never hit That's you. That's right. You get you, you, you slip through the there, and I mean, your wrestling it, it, it wrestling was, helped you do it, that. It, it was a great time, and I mean, this is the funnest time of your life. And if you're a high school senior, mm-hmm. make use of it because guess what? You're going to have to get a job, and work the rest of your life someday. Yep. <laughs> Who was your coach? Was your coach coach Al, Ar- uh, coach, coach Harris? Oh my goodness! Uh, I was a D line yeah. coach, so. Yeah. Um, Coach uh, Bob Pelkington, Spike uh-huh. Pelkington was uh-huh. my coach, uh-huh. and then our other coach was uh, Al Lindahl. So we had some, oh, we had some, grizz, some grizzled old veterans. <laughs> grizzled old veterans is right. Two of them have since passed away, and I, yeah. I miss them dearly. Yeah. But uh, I ran into Coach Herons. Uh, mm. My daughter was playing soccer at St. Francis, and mm-hmm. he was still one of the yeah. coaches at St. Yeah. Francis. I sit down and talk to him, and and really great guy, good coach, and he held that program for a long time. Mm-hmm. And and I I've. 
I feel kind of bad as a as a Belmont grad that that football program has not had success in the past years, and it's not like they haven't tried. They have numerous yep. coaches in there. Yep. I mean, Marty Ballard was as passionate yep. as coach of the hat was in there, and just couldn't get that program going, yep. and and just got tired. I mean, Coach Davis in there, and I ask him every week. You know, you sit there and listen to interviews, mm-hmm. and it's like, what do you need to do to build up a program? And it's not easy, and it's no. not one year, it's not two years. It it takes it takes a a village to raise a child. It yeah. takes a village to build a football team, too. Yeah, and I, I've sat and talked with Coach Davis quite a bit, too. And, I, you know, I'm in a different predicament. I, I didn't have to build it. You know, it was it was already built. Yeah, you were playing you, on you, Rick, Rick you, Minnett you, Field, right? Yeah, I know. I mean, it it was built. And, you know, I played for him, and I was, I was, I've been, been part of it. And we just, we just continued to, to, to do what he did. And I, I made it my own. I mean, there's obviously there's some things that I do differently, but, but ultimately the base is there. And I think it, it, it speaks for itself that the kids believe in it too. And they, they want to, they want to win and they want to, they want to work hard and, you know, nothing, nothing comes easy and nothing, get, nothing is handed to you. So, you know, you know, we, we like to, we like to say we have tradition at Adam Central, but it's, it's not because it's been handed. I mean, these kids through the years have worked really hard. The coaches work really hard and I'm just, I'm just blessed to be, be a part of that. And, and uh, I, I love what I do and I love who I coach with and I love my kids and, and uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Well, the other part of that is there's a support staff around you. Yeah. I mean, not not everybody has the support staff that you do. No. It, Monroe is a very small town, but they're a very supportive town. And I know if you wanted something, you went out and told the, oh, the town, yeah. I oh, need yeah. something, and you'd get that support. Yeah. And that's the kind of backing that you get that maybe a new guy coming in from the area has a little bit harder because he doesn't yeah. have that you know, lineage to pull right. him into that. Right. And, and, and that's, that's really our, our community. I think, I think football has been so successful through the years because of that community support. You know, we have, you know, we have kids wanting to come out. We have kids want to be, be part of it. And, and ultimately, you know, uh, we know that we have a lot of kids on our team that, that, that don't play very often, but they still want to be part of it. They, they want to, they want to, uh, feel proud of, of of getting suited up and being on that field, and whenever they can get there, um, whenever they're stepping on that field, it's a it's a source of pride for them, and and you can see that in the way they practice and the way they they do things, and and uh, we have great support in the stands, and and uh, I love that, and I think it's just you know being from a small community. Um, it's 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 what we do on Friday nights. It's what's it, what do you do on, in Monroe on Friday night? Well, you go to you go to football game or you go to the basketball game coming up or wrestling match. I mean, you go you go you you just go. Well, Dave and I witnessed uh, one half of football this season where the fans did not support you very well. It's the second half of the Bluffton game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was uh, there was no one in the stands. No, it was you were yeah. there. I was there looking, looking at the side. Yeah. And I thought maybe there was twenty. Yeah, there by the was. Yeah, maybe and started because, out okay. Right, but started boy, out okay, it was but gone. when that and it wasn't raining hard. No, but it was just right in your. It face. was just right in your face, right miss, and you face. felt it all night. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I got some inside sidelines. source here. Yeah. I talked to you know John Hammond's brothers and his yes. father. They got up at halftime, walked around, and sit on the Bluffton side, they so they did. had to rain it to the back. Said, it was amazing how much of I. I think there was, was quite a bit of Jet fans over there in that in that. <laughs> so fan, it looked Bluffton like all the fans went home. That's right, but they, they were on the other side. side. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I think is neat too about at Adam Central is I, I was helping with the Burn Witness broadcast this past Friday and got there. I would say before six, and there's people at your gate. Oh yeah, waiting to get in. Yeah, mm-hmm. just to save their seat. Yep. 
Because <laughs> they're going to sit. Well, in their spot. I, I know there's some people that that go on <laughs> Thursday yes. night to make sure. I did notice yes. that there was some blankets. It happens to be that happens to be a family member of one of our coaches, but I will not yeah. say who that is. <laughs> I happen to see some some blankets yes. and stuff, you know, yep. taped down. Yep. Hey, His spots yeah, are saved. Because that's where Pete, that's where they sit, and that's where I right. sit. That's and called a Sheldon Cooper theory. You're in my spot. <laughs> yeah. No one else is sitting there, and I just think that's one of the neat things um, yeah. about the program and. Uh, one thing I've noticed is um, in the games I've been to, and it's probably been, I don't know, three or four, but it kind of had some changes with the kickoff position. Mm-hmm. Is that something that we've kind of come into now and made the decision, or is it still no. up in the air There's week a, to week? Is it's it... up in the air week to week. It's flip a coin. It <laughs> and is. And I noticed it, it Bluffton, I thought it was, uh, you know, at first I thought it was unusual because it kind of kicked a, a, just a squib, if you will, yeah. or a far mm-hmm. squib. Yep. And then we kind of realized, oh, you're doing it because you don't want the kid in the in the deep part to get it. And I don't know if that's what you were trying to do, but it looks like. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's, that is what we're doing. That is. So it made sense. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, it's weird. Yeah. (laughs) So that's something you're still trying to, I guess. Yeah. We, we don't, we, we have averaged probably them getting the ball. If we, if we can get, oh my, if, if we can get, to the 35 we're doing good but usually it's okay. between the 35 and 40 is what we're we're averaging so it's like what you know we've tried corbin hershey who who has a, a good leg on him but he doesn't get it high enough and so he just boots it down there and they run yeah they run 30 yards and they're at the 40 right you know and so it or we've tried mason uh Daru and and you know he's he he can kick it but we don't have anybody that can really you know he can kick it far down there. I mean, we can kick it down to the twenty, but again, right. it's not high. So you know, it's just boom. It's down there, and then they run. So we just really, it really wasn't trying to get the ball away from anybody. It was really trying just to squib it and see if we can get it to the thirty. Sure. Okay. Well, and that's and that's where we are now. I mean, we're just the one year when uh, we don't. Yeah. The three M's kind of school is yeah. Skylar Douglas yeah put the end zone. Yeah, Jose Garcia yes. could put it in zone, yes. and South End had Martinez. Martinez yes. Yeah. Those guys were putting it in zone. Unbelievable. I mean, ninety-five yes. percent of the time. Right. I mean, and if you make a team start from the twenty-yard line, that is huge. It's huge, yeah. and that's what's so frustrating. I mean, I'm frustrated every time. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we're scoring. You know, we're we're able to score points, which is a plus. Um, but but it, it's we have struggled in the kicking game. You know, and I've not had a, a kicker like Skylar Douglas since he's left. I mean, he he was outstanding for us. I'm still waiting to see. Uh, I tell Chad Sprunger, uh, our our kicking coach, and, and Bailey's dad, and now Kalen's dad, I said, you need to do some type of camp in the summer. Make some money and just get get these little kids to start learning how to kick because we don't have kickers at We right. just have punt, pass, and kick. Remember? Yeah, we need to probably start doing something You just have a kicking specialist, that. Yes, just right? a kicking specialist. Host all we want. a punt, pass, and kick. That's right. And then secretly, you're just looking for yeah. a kicker. It yeah. has nothing to do with the yeah. awards. You give yeah. them all a participation yeah. ribbon. Okay, you won the job. You're going to be my, my long kicker yeah. the next year. But, I mean, your, your PAT <sighs> game. I mean, Kaylin Springer yeah. went like oh for yeah. she had no yes. misses last year. Right, her younger sister is. I think she. We saw her miss one. Might have got yeah. blocked a little bit. She's been doing well. But she's ninety percent for you. Yeah, probably. Yeah, she's been doing okay, but she's not. She's not kicking off. And and you know, there's been a couple. Um, like last week, we did. Oh, last week we we had an onside kick, and I've not called one yet. 
Okay. It was an okay. unintentional so, on Yeah, and I, I, I'm, yeah, so I have not yet called an onside kick, and I think we've, I think we've kicked three. You. And I have not called it yet. <laughs> okay. And I think you recovered one. We've covered one. I remember that was. Yeah, we covered one at Southern Wells, and we may have, may have recovered it against Woodland last week. Yeah, I think I think, think we so. did, but but it's it's you know so far so that the fans know I've not called an onside okay. kick so yet. In baseball, that's good so to know. Back in baseball, that's a full swing. That's a bunt. Yeah. full swinging bunt. Catches them off guard, yeah. but but it makes us look you know either brilliant or an idiot, and right. you know well, one of those things. Why, why in the world is is Mosher calling that <laughs> right onside now? Kick onside kick, and we're kick. up by twenty. We did, yeah, we did. <laughs> the last few seasons, at least. When Kaylin, when uh, Bailey Springer's Bailey, mm-hmm. she would make a kick and put it down, and then she had to sprint to the sideline, yeah. and then and so you're Parker, off, Parker, you're Parker Bates would guard her, make <laughs> yes. sure nobody got his little sister hurt, yeah, yeah. and then you played a man short, so you had ten on the kickoff. So yes. at least, I mean, even if you at least don't now, kick it, right? At least we have eleven yes, players. We have eleven guys going down. We have Alex Curry, who's our who's our safety guy there, um, and so we've just we've just agreed that we're going to try to get it, you know. Four, 30, between the 35 and 40. If we're doing that, okay, well, we... Don't kick it out of bounds. Yeah, yeah. well, sometimes that's okay. okay. We were okay with that. Yeah. Well, you so, know, we've had to do that a few times. See, a lot of times, I mean, kicking's a, a facet. There's there's not a lot of kicking coaches out there. No. you got O-line coaches. you got yep. your back coach. you yep. got inch coaches. Yeah. I, I know my, my son played soccer, and yep. he was a goalie. They, they don't, at that level, they don't have a lot of goalie right. coaches. No. That specialty guy that you need, you got to go out and find you a kicker. Yep. You know, Sprunger. Chad, Chad has done a great job for us, but it's, yeah, it, it is hard you know, really, before he came on helping us, it was just like, okay, who can kick? And, and hopefully, you know. Who wins they, the practice, who, contest yeah, in yeah, practice? Who wins it in practice, and that's what we're going to do. So that, that has been, for us, just just a real struggle. Um, and, and, again, I think a lot of 1A schools, we're, we're not the only 1A school right. that struggles with kicking. If you have a kicker, you're doing really well. And that, that's an area where, where we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to get better at. Um, Kaylin has been a, a good addition, but she's not Bailey yet. You know, I think she she can't, she I think she could get there. She really can. Well, you need some size. You need yeah. some umph behind yeah. that ball and that, to and that's, get it down there. You know, to to kick PATs um, or thirty yard field goals are, are one thing, but but really, I, I and I have again nothing against having a girl on the team, but it. You know, even with Bailey, she didn't have the leg big enough. Garcia weighed you know, two thirty-five. Yes, yeah. Just you know, just there's just something different, you know, yeah. about that. The the strength, there's there's the difference between the strength between the guy kicker and the girl kicker. Um, you know, and she had she had skills in other areas, but she didn't have that. And so we we're just waiting for that next next great kicker to come along. But I don't know when that will be. So Michael, as the season winds down, yeah. you look at um, your seniors. I mean. You graduated a big raft yep. of them last yep. year. You had some new kids come in. Who are those seniors? I and mean, we talk about Schwaller yep. all the time. Yep. We talk about Voral. I mean, I mean, who are those guys that have really made your team come together in this new AC version y- yeah. team that really had to grow into? Well, yeah, I, and, and again, Dal- Dallas has been huge for us, and we've talked about him several times on on Saturday mornings, and and I think he has been a, a, a great leader. I, I I would say that this this group of seniors. May not have had the the talent level that that group had last last year, but they can equalize with them on on leadership. They've been great leaders, and and last year those guys were great leaders. But this team has been as well, and I think that's really something that I will always remember with them. You know, it, it's it's the guys that you you know that didn't really play much, like a, a Paul Ferro who 
uh, I've talked about before. He's our center, and we've been using him at some defensive tackle too. Uh, one of the goofiest kids on the team, for sure. And you in know, a good yeah, way. In a good way, yeah. In a good way, he is the goofiest. <clears throat> and I have I have a lot of a lot of Paul stories, but I won't share them here. Um, but I I could. Um, he's yeah. he's been outstanding for us. I mean, he really he really has. And and he's a kid that didn't play any 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 varsity at all. I mean, not not even on any special teams. I mean, he was a JV player as a junior. Uh, Jared Witte is another one that played some on, maybe some on some special teams last year, but didn't play much uh, at the varsity level. And, and both these guys, you know, I'm looking to next year, and we're going to lose those two guys off the offensive line. And, I, and I'm thinking, okay, well, who, how, that, those are two big guys to replace. You know, and I wouldn't have, you know, you think of that like last year. You're like, oh, my, can, you know, can those two guys do it? That's yeah. what you're thinking. And now I'm thinking – how are we going to how are we going to replace those two you know so that has really been a a great thing that those guys have have done um just just I, i'm just so proud of them how you can have a great testimony of a kid who has waited for three years some kids play their sophomore year yeah you know and others others have to wait you know and when you have to wait three years because of the group that we had last year um that that speaks volumes that they didn't quit you know, right. they could have. They could have said, okay, well, I'm not going to play till I'm a senior. I don't want to wait around that long. I'm going to go do something else. But yet they they stayed with it, you know, and then their fourth, that fourth year, their senior year, this is their time. And and other coaches would be saying the same thing, you know, about different kids that, that stay with it, um, that, that, you know, be patient and keep working hard, and the benefits are there. And, that, and that's really with this senior group who I've been really impressed with. Uh, look at Caston coming in mm-hmm. uh, Friday night. As you guys have looked at film, uh, what do you see as some of their strong points and just uh, things that you guys will need to be ready to defend and uh, execute on offense yeah, as I, well? I think uh, offensively, um, we're, we're going to have to do our thing. I mean, we're really going to have to to switch it up uh, quite a bit to go inside and outside. We've been doing a really good job of that. These guys have. Uh, the last few weeks of, of, of pounding Blake in the middle and then, then yeah. hitting Alex on the outside. We need to continue to do that uh, against this group. They have some size to them, and, and we're, we're not we've been, we're not. And we've been playing, sure. we've been playing guys um, much bigger than us all year long. East side, Monroe Central, South Adams, Woodland, all those right. guys were. Woodland were was big, definitely yeah. oversized oh, <laughs> when they put much, that one guy yes, in to run, much, right? Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they, you know, they, they, we've we've had to deal with that, and so they, they got a, oh, a number seven kid. I, I forget his what his name is, but he's a he's a like six 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 two fifty. And he's an athlete, so so yeah. it's it's a real big. And he's a he, he's a defensive tackle, defensive end, and he's an ath, he's athletic. They throw they throw to him on uh, on offense. So you know, defensively, I think we have a challenge. They're young. They're they're playing quite a bit of freshmen with some sprinkles of some seniors and some juniors in there. But they do run their offense. All of all of us coaches say they run their offense real well. Um, they're a spread. They're a spread team. Um, they 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 run it. They pass it. Um, so we're going to have to really, really shut them down, and and we've had to do this now against Bluffton, um, against against Woodland, some when they didn't come in and in in their their stack, 
and so this is a big deal for us. We, we're still struggling in the secondary. Um, we we just seem to, to struggle a little bit with our inexperience and, and trying to cover guys and understanding coverages. Um, so call the, the so, play so, that's called from the sidelines. Y- yeah, and and, that, and, yeah, and finding out, you know, um, just, just being in the right spot. Um, you know, I, th- I think I think right now we're struggling with just term, you know, just different lineups. Our guys want to be too far back, too much, and we have to really work on getting up six yards instead of ten yards. And it's just these small little things that we have just been been struggling with. And and we're getting better and we're seeing strides. But uh, if we have to be able to play tough defense, and and you know, we we harp on this all year, and I and I especially. Especially now, um, this is where this comes in. You know, offense scores points and drains clock. That's what I always. That's what we do. We want to. We want to drain clock and score points. And yeah. defense, you win championships. And and it really is. We believe in that. Um, and it really is that way. If you can't stop the other, you, right. you, you're not going to win. Doesn't matter how many points right. you score, you know, or how much clock you drain. If you can't stop, you're not going to win. And so, I, I we put a lot of pressure. Uh, on our defense, we have a lot of um, uh, standards that we set. We expect a lot out of them, and um, they're going to have to raise rise to that occasion because they're going to have if you know if, if they don't they don't take them serious, it's going to be a long night for us. And if we want, you know, our goal right now, our first goal was to win the conference. Well, we didn't do that. We got close. Sure. But now it, it is we're going to win the sectional. That's what our goal is. And so everything is geared, geared to that. And if you want to do that, you're going to have to play good. You're going to have to play up to our standards. You're going to have to give 110% uh, because it, it, it's not going to be easy. We, we know that. Last few years we've had right. good teams, but it's never been easy. We've, right. had, we've had to go through the gauntlet. In the playoffs, yes, it just, it, yeah. it's, it's never easy. And so there's nothing that, that is going to be given to you. And, it's ne- and, and here's another thing. We talk, we, it's never your turn. You know, right. you know, it's ne- it's never your turn. We tell that to these guys. No, it's not. You know, you've been waiting. Okay, you've been waiting. You know, behind, uh, but it's not your turn. Right. Okay? You have to prove it. Yeah. There, there is no turn in football. Everyone you know? else points. Yeah, hey, it's, it's our turn now. It's yeah. you know, we always I always laugh about because some coaches will say that you know it's our turn to win. No, it's not your turn. No. There is no turns. There's no you turns got, in high school you, football. You, you, you got okay. You got to prove it and you got to do it. Um, and nothing's going to come easy. And and I have been around long enough to know too that that nothing harder uh, than no matter no matter what kind of team you have than winning that first game in sectional. Right. You know it it is a it, it's been my experience, and I've had some good teams here these last few years. Sometimes that toughest sectional game is the first game. First one. I thought we struggled last year against North uh, Northfield, yeah. and I thought we were better than Northfield, I, and but I we would, really struggled. I it's would, hard. I was at that game last year, and yeah. I do remember it was close. Yeah, it was close. I mean, in hands down, you look at the records, you look <laughs> at this and that, and yeah. it's like, it, you know, if on paper Adam Central would yep. win the game, yeah. you know, 10 out of 10 times, yep. um, but it didn't start out that way. It did not start and, that way. We struggled. And you it, know, it was a while before we were – we ended up pulling away towards the yeah. end, but it still was a close game throughout. And and I can remember a few years ago going to Westell. On paper, we were a far better team, but we struggled. Right. Yeah. You know, we Andrew Hammond's senior year, we we really struggled against Westell. So it's – it is. I'm expecting us, you know, to to have some some struggles on Friday because it is hard to win that first game. Um, it, it it is. You know, there's there's you, you come out with, you know, you realize, oh my goodness, if we lose, we're done. 
Yeah. You know, and I think that, right. you know, there's, a, there's all this, these, all these things until you start realizing, okay, once you get that first one under your belt, then, okay, what, you know, it, let's go. And I think the nerves kind of go, but that first game, it, it's, it's, it's a hard one. And I think, you know, Kasten's coming in like any team would. <laughs> to Adam Central and to lose. what are they going to say? Yeah, we want to beat them. That's right. They're eight and one. Yeah, let's ruin their year. Yeah, and they would. <laughs> and they would. And uh, so I think you know, uh, you know, as each season's a new season, so you have yep. a new group of you know kids. I mean, some yeah have yep. played before, but a whole right. new set. You know, there's coming. You know, kids graduate, but you look at the games where you've. Uh, gained that adversity, you know, experience mm-hmm. from adversity mm-hmm. with the East Side, with yep. the Monroe Central, Monroe's South Wood- Adams, Woodland, South Woodland. Adams. I mean, and you look back at the Woodland game too, where it wasn't, you know, I I was surprised with how good Woodland looked. Yeah, and yeah, they were good. And you know, if they can put some stuff together, that game looked different. It, exactly, and would have been closer. Yep, and you know, but you guys were able to pull away and and do your thing with right. running the ball right. like you do, but. Um, if they can make some bigger plays, and, and any team in that fact, you and if know, they would have been able to st- stop us, yes, it would yeah. have been a, it would have been a different game. And uh, you know, I don't know what they graduate and you know what they'll gain in a freshman mm-hmm. class next year, but I don't think we'll see the same Woodlet. We'll see an even improved, yeah, more improved oh, yeah. team. Oh yeah. Um, but well, Michael, I appreciate you coming in. I, I will truly miss my Saturday mornings with you. I mean, we, I mean, I missed the breakfast, yeah, right? I missed the breakfast. Yeah. I mean, Michael, he didn't hurt him too bad. He has like two pieces of yeah. peanut butter toast or a bagel. Maybe, I know. But, uh, I know. But it. for the most part, I mean, I've enjoyed your interviews yeah. all season long. The, the pregame interviews are, are always good. And uh, I mean, I like the camaraderie between yeah. yourself and Grant Mosier and, you know, Coach Davis and yeah. uh, Coach Kunkel of, of yeah. Bluff. I mean, that, that's a good group of guys that have uh, really – took on some roles in the these local schools mm-hmm. and have, have really made some good programs mm-hmm. there and uh, um, David and I enjoy going just about every place we're treated very well no matter where we go some places we get much better food than others I must say <laughs> but for the for the most part <laughs> there's a theme here and, yes yeah, <laughs> you had an assistant athletic director stepped up and gave us some pretty good food this year for the first time good. ever good so I'm, I'm they've glad they care of us I'm, and, uh, I'm glad we'd like to thank you for that is when in. they had anything yeah. yes well the, the game when it was delayed and there was like 4,000 yes, people there yeah we said we have nothing left what do you want <laughs> okay I guess I'll have nothing but they, they cooked everything they could find to eat that yes. night but uh, it was I mean it, it's great to come to the small schools I mean we're always treated very well yeah. and and it's it's fun to watch high school football and I mean I, I always tell people that you know, they never go to high school football, football games I don't care if you got somebody play or not go out and watch a high school high school they're, football they're game because there there can be good games I yeah. we covered a, a game of yours earlier this year and you guys won pretty handily, but it was a really good football mm-hmm. game. It was, a, it was heritage. heritage. It was a really good yeah. football heritage. game. Heritage yes. played you guys really they tough. They did. They did. The score didn't look like right. it, but it was a really good football it was. game. It was a good football game. Yeah, and we've seen a lot of that uh, this year. And, and you know, I think I think really high school football uh, is has come a long way. And I think that like we've talked before too. There's just a lot of people that are interested in it. It's good for communities, and uh, I'm having a ball doing it. So I, I'm 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 hoping to to do it a while, and we'll see if the good Lord is willing. Well, we appreciate you coming. Yep, thank in. We you. Wish you yeah, thanks for casting this weekend, and uh, won't interview on this Saturday morning, but uh, we'll follow you along as throughout the tournament goes. Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah. All right. We'll take a commercial break, and we'll be back. 
Did you see that football game this weekend? It's hard to believe football season is well underway. You know what that means, don't you? Cold weather is around the corner. Don't wait for winter to hit. Rather call the fireplace and heating stove guys today. Hitzer's team is in mid-season form. Sales on new gas fireplace and Hitzer stoves are happening now. Don't wait another season. Tackle old man winter with a new Hitzer stove or gas fireplace. Stop by our showroom and burn. See pictures of recent installs on our Facebook page or visit us online at www.hitzer.com. Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners. You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent. Someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs, and will be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent. See me, Mark, Toby, or Barb at Graeber Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn and North 13th Street in Decatur. You'll find a full range of orthopedic care close to home at Adams Memorial Hospital with Dr. David Coates and PA Aaron Whitman demonstrating superior results relative to patient safety and experience. Dr. Coates and his team offer a full range of orthopedic procedures and treatment options for adults and pediatric patients with outstanding outcomes and low complication and infection rates. And individualized patient-centered care results in high patient satisfaction. Call 728-3900 to schedule. Adams Memorial. Experience ortho excellence. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. Well, welcome you back to the Hitzer Fireplaces and Outdoor Patio Solution Sports Weekly and just want to thank our... Uh, uh, sponsor hits our fireplaces for the being our only title sponsor for the last 20 years and also want to thank east of chicago pizza for providing pizza and pop tonight uh, for our guests the coaches from the different schools in adams and wells counties and uh, we hope you've enjoyed the program and just as a reminder to listen in um, this friday evening starting at 6 40 40 um WZBD will have the Belmont Norwell game, and uh, so look forward to hearing their action um, on the WZBD. And uh, we thank you for listening in tonight on this special uh, program. We thank uh, Rex Brewer for getting the coaches uh, into the building and invited. And uh, thank you to David Nathan for running our board here in the conference room, and Steve upstairs uh, running commercials. And so, uh, Randy, I uh, hope you continue to get better, and we look forward to when you'll be back on the Hitster Sports Weekly. And uh, good night. Thank <laughs> you.